Hello, and welcome to episode 34 of Design Curious Podcast. I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. Today on the show, we have Jessica Marshall of Brass Rose Interiors, and you're going to love hearing her story. It is a unique one for our show because she is a hospitality designer, and so she has a lot of great insight about that. So let me tell you a little bit about her, but first I want to remind you I have a special download for you, the three things I wish I had known before starting my career in interior design. So you can go into the show notes, click on that link, and get that into your inbox because I know you want to know more about the career and the things that I wish I had known before I started out. Okay, let me tell you a little about Jessica. She is the Sacramento area's only interior designer focused on the hospitality industry who has over 20 years of experience in both the UK and the US. She is also the only interior designer that has been voted in as a board member for California Restaurant Association. So already great accolades. (laughs) After graduating from the university with a degree in interior design, she decided to focus on hospitality industry. Interning at HBA led her to an LA company where she did purchasing and project management for luxury hotels working on projects such as Ojai Valley Inn and Spa. From intern to interior designer to design director, she has designed and managed interior projects for Marriott, Hilton, and IHG. With a desire to work internationally, she lived in England for eight years, where she got to work throughout the UK, evolving brand interiors for restaurants and bars, both front and back of house. Currently settled in California, Jessica decided to open Brass Rose to exclusively serve boutique business owners following a dream looking to build a custom experience through service and atmosphere. And we get into all the details about her journey in the episode. So let's get to it. You're now listening to Design Curious, a place where you, creative one, are here to learn about what it really is like to be an interior designer. And I'm your host and mentor, Rebecca Ward. If you're worried about how to succeed in a creative career, if you're ready to learn your next steps to become an interior designer, and if you want the satisfaction of doing something you love every day, you are in the right place. Grab a coffee, a notebook, and let's dig into today's episode. Hi, Jessica. Thank you for coming on Design Curious Podcast. So great to have you here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I am really interested to hear your story because we've been friends for a couple of years and I don't know if I know your full story. So (laughs) (laughs) So why don't we get started on how you got into interior design? Okay. So I actually got started from interior design in high school. I grew up in a very small town that had cows and horses. And uh, one of our classes was actually interior design, kind of more uh, residential based, but they had a few people come over from like different universities and kind of give their spill on like their program with an interior design. Mm. And like being from a small town, I was like, I am out of here when I <laughs> graduated. I'm going to go to a college that's far away. But then I ended up, the one that I got accepted to, well, I got accepted to a few, but the one I ended up going to was actually San Francisco. 
Mm-hmm. That one was kind of closer by than I was expecting, but it was so different from from here. <laughs> yeah, still a big city. Yes, exactly. Yeah, still a big city, completely yeah. different from like cows and horses. I mean, because um, I grew up in Loomis, California. Yeah, so it's a little, it's a lot different now. Sacramento yeah. right now too, which is good. But yes, that's how I kind of got dropped into it. <laughs> okay, did you know that you were creative before? like hearing that talk on interior design, it just, you gravitated towards that subject because it's kind of something that you're interested yeah, in already. It's really artsy and creative. In high school, it seemed like the only thing I was actually interested in was like art. And then also like we had a humanities class and I was interested in the humanities class too, mm-hmm. but that was kind of more of, well, what do I do with that? It'd be like more museum jobs and everything. So it was like, well, how could I make money and be an artist at the same time? And so interior design was kind of what I leaped into. I actually, before I went to college, I had no idea actually what it really entailed. Oh, okay. So going into college, it made me understand really the program I was in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's like all these different options that you could go into like residential, you could go into commercial, you could go into hospitality and that before I, I had no idea. It was like a whole experience. Yeah. So how did you like San Francisco, the university that you went to? Did you thought it was a good program and they had good options for interior design? Yeah, it was great. So I ended up choosing the private. So I went to the Fashion Institute of Design and Merchandising. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that because I was quite impatient. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I had a program where you could get through your BA within three years. Mm. So it wasn't taking a break or anything. So I ended up selecting that one. And it was really cool because you had to still do like your your normal like math and your history and also your English. But they also had all those different areas within interior design that you got to explore. So they Mm -hmm. had like a residential thesis, they had commercial and they had a hospitality one. So throughout the three years that you were actually there, you were kind of exploring those three different. Oh, okay. So you didn't have to choose one. They let you explore all of them. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yeah. And then they made you do an internship. I think every college or university should make you do that for sure. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so where did you intern at? So I ended up interning at Hirsch Bennard Associates. So HBA, they're like the kings of hospitality. Mm. They own the hospitality interior design world. (laughs) They do all the really big, luxurious. um, They do a lot of fun, fun hotels too. Mm -hmm. So uh, they do like the Ritz-Carlton's and they do the huge Marriott's and Hilton's and everything. And I think for me, because I was like right out of high school and I was like, I'm out of this little town. I want to go see the world. I want to mm-hmm. go experience everything. Hospitality really interests me because it had like, I was able to go traveling for work mm. or I was able to experience all the restaurants in San Francisco. So it's just the more traveling and culture that it appealed to me, it was more like the whole hospitality industry. Mm-hmm. And it was like, that's my jam. Yeah. And living in San Francisco, every time like we went out to like all the fancy restaurants and we checked out all the fancy hotels and anytime I got to travel, I was like, this is what I want to design. It felt 
there was like a huge pull towards that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just because mainly I wanted to travel. I mm-hmm. mean, because I've always been interested in different cultures and mm-hmm. my family's always been about food too. So anything to do with food, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, that's really great that you were able to intern for them. Did you end up working for them after college or did you what was the next no, step? actually so after college I was like oh my god what am I gonna do I'm done like because you're so used to just going to school your whole life and then once that's done you're like okay now I need to like figure out where I'm going what I'm doing so within my internship they were talking about you kind of have to go wherever the jobs are mm-hmm. so I applied like all over the place and I ended up applying pretty much anywhere and everywhere. Um, I actually did get a position at HBA, but they wanted me to move to Hong Kong and I wasn't ready to move to Hong Kong. (laughs) So I ended up taking this position um, in Santa Monica that I applied for, which was hospitality design. So I went down there, lived in Santa Monica and Redondo Beach so that was awesome. That sounds was great. Like, you just <laughs> go to the beach and yeah. there were dolphins and oh. it was cool. So I got a really good, but I mean, she hired me because of my experience and in my um, internship with mm-hmm. APA. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a small boutique kind of business like ours. She had actually only one other, one other girl working with her. So okay. I ended up making her a team of three. So yeah. we ended up doing some really cool hotels. Like we ended up doing the um, Ojai Valley Inn. Mm. Ended up doing um, a lot of the franchisee hotels that do like the Best Westerns. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a great experience because she was so small. I ended up doing a lot of like the purchasing and we did mm-hmm. the crafting and a lot of the project coordinating. Um, and then we got to touch like a few little the concept design. She mostly did the concept. Design. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So working for a smaller firm, did you also see the business side of it as well? Yes. Yep. We heard all about her headaches. We heard all about <laughs> things that she loved. I mean, we worked some funny schedules. We worked because she wasn't a, a morning person. Oh. She worked 10 to seven. So we worked 10 to seven. But yeah, we got to learn a lot about the business side. I think working for a small firm is like really awesome because you get to like have hands on on like everything, like Mm -hmm. from the business side, from the purchasing side, Mm -hmm. from the project management, from design. So you get to touch like loads of different things. Yeah. And because she was a small office, she shared an office with her brother-in-law and her husband, and they ended up doing movies and skydiving. So like when I was trying to project manage all of the the hotels that we had and stuff, I used to watch her uh, brother-in-law go like in and out of our office with his parachute. <laughs> and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> and so one day on my, on my day off, he took me to go skydiving and I, I got addicted to skydiving. Oh no. And the oh. addiction wasn't actually um, the adrenaline rush. It was a clarity. So it's like you're jumping out of the plane and you're falling at like 200 miles per hour, Mm -hmm. right? And you're just so focused on like pulling your shoe. Like the only thing you're thinking about is that one thing. And so like all the stress of like 
your job and life and mm. work and everything just goes like right out of your head. Mm. And that was fiction. So I ended up um, not only doing interior design down in Santa Monica, I ended up doing some uh, skydiving. Jumping with people like a no, so just... the guy who taught me how to skydive actually did like point break. Oh, he did um, Charlie's Angels. So we worked on a few commercials that her uh, brother-in-law and her husband got. So then like in the evenings or like sometimes I wouldn't even be doing interior design. I'd end up doing like a jump. And so they'd film me. And then when they like zoom in to the person who actually lands, it's a model. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> She would be up at the one up in the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean the one up in the air. Wow, like, that's so interesting. But but there's, there's a connection to okay. for this. So all about like the whole like traveling and everything. The guy who taught me how to skydive ended up getting me a job in um, New Zealand. And this oh. is kind of like around the time, I think Lord of the Rings like first came out. It's kind of like, oh, I've heard about New Zealand because of this movie. But so I ended up going there. So I ended up actually taking a whole year off of interior design. And I think I did that because when I got burnt out from going right from high school to college and then doing like that three year like push and not having time off except for like a week for the holidays Mm -hmm. and then like right into a job. And then I think something and it is stressful, like. (laughs) <laughs> the whole like project management and like the whole um procurement and stuff of interior design is stressful yeah it's really stressful and then I think being able to like to take that break to work abroad I couldn't turn down so I ended up doing that and then I lived down there for a year doing skydiving on like movies and a few um cinematography of cameras and the tandems mm-hmm. and I ended up meeting my husband there and so my skydiving? Husband, yeah, skydiving. Well, he wouldn't skydive to so like, he, he wouldn't skydive at all. But he was actually working in Australia, but traveling around New Zealand. Oh. So I met him down there and he's, he's from England. So after a year down there, he ended up uh, proposing. Oh. And then, um, I ended up moving to England and then I got back into interior design. When he went to England. When I went to England. Okay. <laughs> wow. That's kind of circuitous, but it makes sense. Like having that kind of a, a gap year or, you know, some time to just yeah, really it was explore kind of yourself. Un- yeah. yeah. It was an unexpected gap and I just ended up getting into kind of like a dangerous passion, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's still, and it kind of like checked off the whole like travel bug that I had too. Yeah. yeah. And it just kind of led me on like a whole like international interior design path, even though I took that, that year off. Yeah. So what is it like designing internationally? Like what are the differences? They have so many different codes and regulations, Mm. but America has the most restriction out of everything. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So it was in a way a little easier. Mm-hmm. And doing hospitality because I, I did end up going back to hospitality I didn't try to like switch between residential or even like office buildings or commercials mm-hmm. so I ended up in a job in uh, Manchester doing restaurants we did a few um, little pubs that had like inns above them oh yeah 
but they were mainly uh, restaurants. Mm-hmm. It was really interesting. I think the more like we have a lot of like the ADA codes and a lot of restrictions depending on your jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Jurisdiction kind of really depends on the codes that you end up doing for the restaurant that you end up doing, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. But there it was like the whole country was pretty much uniformed. Um, you did have ADA regulations that were not as regulated as ours are here. Yeah. The most regulations that you had over in England was actually the buildings. So they, a lot of them were historical buildings. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of the buildings that we worked on, it was a crypt. Oh. Like way back in like the Middle Ages. Yeah. Then it turned into a wine cellar. And then it turned into a cafe. Oh, wow. So when we did the remodel for that, we had to actually get an archaeologist to make sure we weren't disturbing any bones. Mm-hmm. We couldn't also put, we couldn't put any holes, like any new holes we couldn't put in the building at all. Oh, so we had goodness. to work with what was there. Mm-hmm. So that was a challenge with the lights because the lights were like really dim. Those were kind of the challenges I found in Europe that we worked with a lot so most of the historical buildings yeah yeah (laughs) wow how fun though uh so once you had decided on hospitality design were you ever curious about exploring other commercial or residential or is it just like you knew hospitality was for you and you still love it obviously so (laughs) yeah no it was always just hospitality was always what I loved I've never thought about anything else. Yeah. I mean, like recently I've I've thought about like more of like the boutique office buildings Mm -hmm. and some retail, but it's still, yeah, it's still hospitality. So it's really just restaurants and uh, boutique hotels for sure. That's great. That's like a, I mean, it's really like a niche that you can just stay and do excellent at, you know, you really excel at that and that's why when I get inquiries for those types of things, I send them your way because <laughs> you're really good at it. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's just, it, it's really just based on like what you love. Mm-hmm. Like, like I was talking about, like with my family, it's always kind of been about, you know, you gather with your family and it's always about the food. It's always around food. And then my experience in San Francisco really changed me because of the restaurants that we went to, the atmosphere, and then college, the um, hospitality thesis, we got to design. I mean, obviously, when you're in college, like you design a hotel, right? But you're not given a budget. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, okay, just design it. And it's yeah. like based off your creativity. And it was also based off code, which was cool. Mm-hmm. But um, when you get into real life, when it's about the budget, restaurants do have that challenge of, of a budget. Mm-hmm. Like a really tight budget, especially with a lot of the clients that I have, because it's kind of like they're trying to create their dream, but it's also like they're just beginning. So mm-hmm. they don't have like a lot of capital to put into it. Right. So that's, that's one of the challenges of doing the restaurant industry is that it's not that often where you get a restaurant owner who's willing. I mean, sometimes you do, who's willing to put out like, I don't know, half a million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot for a restaurant, unless it's like a huge, you know, they're planning to actually franchise out. 
Yeah, that is that budget is always challenging, really, in any aspect of design because it's so it limiting to your yeah. dreams and hopes. <laughs> it is, right? Yeah. And then you have the challenge with hospitality where it's like you've got to make sure that your materials are very durable. Yes. And they meet, well, for here, it didn't meet your fire rate at codes and stuff. Right. I actually, they might have changed it in England since I've been there because I was in England about eight years ago, actually, nine years ago now. And um, there wasn't anything that had to do with like fire rating. Oh, okay. Um, we we made sure like the materials were actually like durable mm-hmm. and they could sustain like the amount of people they were going to have. But yeah, the fire rating wasn't mm. an issue over there. Like we never really had to worry about that. Maybe because it rained so much over there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. California is tinderbox. <laughs> because most of their buildings aren't wood (laughs) yeah that's true that is true it's a little bit less flammable I think yeah okay so you were in England up till about nine years ago and then you decided to move back to California or I did yes yeah so because I was originally from here when I was in England after I did like my whole like okay New Zealand working in New Zealand and then working in England I was away from high school until then. So that was a good, I'm, I'm bad at math. That's why I'm an interior designer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 20 years or so, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but being in England, um, my, my grandparents passed away. So mm. it was kind of hard. Like they like literally passed away, like all within like the same year. <laughs> oh no. And it was hard for me to get the funding to come back home mm, for yeah. like all the funerals and for, you know, I mean, before even the funerals just to say goodbye and stuff mm-hmm. so it was time for me to come back home so I kind of did like a whole a whole circle but yeah so that that was the main reason why I came back and then I just got right back into um the hospitality aspect of it um when I was actually working in in England the company that I worked for CDS Williams they did back of house commercial design so like the uh, the kitchen so oh, okay. we can yeah. all of the, what we call like K sheets over here. So the kitchen mm-hmm. sheets. So that was the first company I worked for that basically zeroed in on restaurants. Mm-hmm. And not only did they zero in like the front of house, their main thing was actually doing the commercial kitchens. Okay. Yeah. Cause so it's usually that, a separate ball game for them. Yeah, it <laughs> is. It's yeah. normally a separate, but that company was really cool because they did pretty much everything. So they picked out stuff from the plates that go on the tables to the front of house design, to the branding, to actually the uh, installation. So they had their own um, construction team too. Wow. They were big. So working at a company like that, you got to experience a lot of it, but you got to kind of understand how important it was for like the operational flow of the restaurant Mm -hmm. because you could make it look as pretty as you want but unless Mm -hmm. they have the like operational flow unless they have the right staff for the service unless they have the right food coming out they they don't really succeed so you kind of need all those things so learning that was it was gold really Mm -hmm. about the kitchen equipment learning about the operational flow on your design for the front of house. And then, um, so when I moved back here, I actually found a company who, who did that also oh, minus okay. the, the install bit. They didn't do the install bit, mm-hmm. but they did commercial kitchen was actually their, it was their main thing. So they did all the um, commercial kitchen drawings and design. 
And so they hired me to actually build up their interior design. So that way they were able to offer their clients like the full service. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And so then at what point did you start your company? So I only started my company like two years ago. Okay. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm what do you call it? Like a baby business owner. (laughs) 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 But I've been doing uh, interior design for hospitality for like over 20 years. But yeah, so when I when I got here, the company that I worked for was a great company. They were based in Sacramento, um, mm-hmm. and that was the whole reason why I moved back because my family's in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, but they moved their headquarters to Costa Mesa, and I wasn't going to move because I just moved back. Um, right. So I ended up not working with them anymore, and I got back into uh, hotel design this other company and this other company um they did like the really big hotel so they did the Wyndham Garden Inns they did the Marriott's they did the IHG hotels mm-hmm. the really big franchise hotel Hilton Hilton was really fun to work on I like the Hiltons yeah so he also I also built their interior design company up I decided two years ago to start my own I think that's great and how are you enjoying it being a I love it yeah. oh my god I love it so much <laughs> <laughs> I do. I love it because you get to select the projects that you want to work on. Mm-hmm. Really, I know as a business owner, and I mean, you have to make your bills. So that's always the you know scary part. Yeah, is is getting you know all the financing to all the all the money. <laughs> mm, yeah, it's been fun. Great, good. So where do you see yourself going? Like, do you think you'll grow? to the size of having some employees or just going to see how it goes from here? <laughs> I think I would like to, but I think I'd like to stay boutique. Okay. I don't think honestly, I'd have probably more than like five people. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I see myself currently. Mm-hmm. Really. I think it would be awesome to somehow collaborate or like partner with someone who does kitchen design as in like the commercial kitchen design, just because it's not really my, I could do it. Mm -hmm. I'm good at it, but I don't really like it as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So to hire someone on or to collaborate with someone who actually does that bit would be good. Mm -hmm. And then obviously getting someone to do bookkeeping too. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) Social media, I'm not very good at social media. I think it's probably my age where I'm just, I'm not like, I don't know. I'm kind of more so focused in the moment. I sometimes forget to video things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what I'm I'm bad at. Yeah. We can outsource that eventually. I'm sure. Yeah. So for someone who is maybe going to design school and considering um, hospitality design, what are your recommendations? Like, what is it that they need to kind of really be interested in or know about before committing to hospitality for hospitality I think if you have more of like an interest and a passion for like traveling and food that's that's kind of the base of it Mm -hmm. but knowing that hospitality design has a lot to do with code restrictions Mm -hmm. it has a lot to do with operational flows of the business Mm -hmm. Um, it's kind of not really all about your aesthetic. Um, like if it was all about my aesthetic, things would be like black and elegant and have some crazy fun graffiti artwork all over the place. 
but um, <laughs> but it's it's more about your client's brand mm-hmm. and what they're trying to achieve as their own customer experience. Mm-hmm. Like we just finished up a boutique law office. Mm-hmm. She was a divorce attorney and her client experience, what she wanted is that she wanted it to be like cozy and comforting and like, here, here's a tissue. Not like yeah. I'm going to like, you know, <laughs> make sure you get what you need kind of thing. Right, yeah. So like her interiors were all about that. It was more, it was more natural and it was comfy and cozy for, for her clients. Mm-hmm. So that was her brand. And then it's kind of, yeah, like, especially with the restaurants, like if you kind of have more of like an idea of like menu and logo, that's mm-hmm. kind of more of what we go off of and mm-hmm. how you want your clients to your customers who come into the restaurant to experience how you want them to. So it's, just, it's about the brand, and their, their yeah. client journey, really. That's how you end up designing for them. Do you work a lot with graphic designers on the branding messaging and brand development? Or is that something that you actually work on yourself? Like, have you developed your graphic design skills and things like that for working with a brand so closely to develop Mm -hmm. it? I recommend that they always go to a graphic designer Mm -hmm. or a brand specialist. A lot of times uh, when the clients come to me, especially with the restaurants, they already have like their logo Mm -hmm. and their menu. Um, so they've already started working with someone who does branding. Mm-hmm. And then if they don't, then we can, I have many times, um, it seems like lately, put together kind of like a, a guideline. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing a piano bar right now. And the guy, he literally gave me like a t-shirt of like a Miami Vice kind of theme. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I had to go off of. So he hasn't started okay. The brand yet, yeah. or a brand or a graphic artist, which I suggested he does. But what we can do is kind of end up choosing, like, well, this is what it, you know, the uh, font and the colors that mm-hmm. would look like based off of the interior design. Mm-hmm. These are like the wine glasses, the cocktail glasses, the uh, silverware and stuff that will look good. Mm-hmm. Um, so we kind of give them a guideline. But yeah, to get like all of that. So he's got like business cards and websites and stuff that actually coordinate with his brand. We suggest mm-hmm. that yeah. they're a professional. Yeah. We can give them ideas and guidelines. Yeah. Anything else you would recommend for designers starting out or someone curious about doing hospitality design? Definitely always do an internship. Okay. No matter what. I also feel because in high school, it's kind of like all about the grades. So that way you could get into the college. Mm. But then I found out that like, no one told me, but like, they don't really care about your grades in college. So it doesn't really matter if you get like straight A's. (laughs) 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 I'm not saying like flunk your classes, but it's not really the main focus. I feel like if you end up out of college having a really good portfolio and really good experience and then like decent grades, you're good. Mm -hmm. You're totally golden. And I think I stressed a lot in college about just trying to get like a really good grade oh okay yeah and and then also the internship which I you know experience mm-hmm. uh resources getting to know people mm-hmm. uh, is definitely something whether you're in your own business or you're in school mm-hmm. or thinking about going to college just getting like networking and getting mm-hmm. to know people is like a huge huge advantage so internship and resources 
Yeah, well, that's great advice. Thanks. Uh, where can people find you if they want to look at your work? Um, they can find me on my website, um, which is just www.brassrosestudios.com, mm-hmm. or they can find me on Instagram. I'm normally on Instagram. I haven't moved over to TikTok yet. <laughs> Instagram is just um, at Brass Rose Studios. Okay, great. We'll include that in the show notes. And thank you so much for coming on. It's been great talking to you. I think you're my first hospitality designer. So um, it's great to get your perspective and then just hearing all the different avenues that you took to get to where you are today. So it's so interesting. Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, thank you for having me. We'll talk to you soon. such an interesting path that Jessica had. And I really enjoyed hearing her story, even about skydiving. Uh, You never know what experiences are going to inform your current career choice and give you some more knowledge that you can apply to your design projects. So I really loved interviewing Jessica. And go ahead and reach out to her if you want to ask her more about hospitality design, if that's something you're interested in. We'll have her contact info in the show notes. And you can find those at rwarddesign.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. I love to read those and hear what you enjoy about the Design Curious podcast. Stay tuned for next week, another great episode. And until then, stay creative. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode, please leave a rating and a review. This helps me reach other curious creatives like you. If you have a topic request or would like to contact me, simply head over to my website, rwarddesign.com, or email me at podcast at rwarddesign.com. <laughs>